say loser dog can you say wow what a way to well you know a 25 point lead and they drove old dixie down terrible tom and the patriots like sherman through atlanta down to the sea at savannah what do you guys think about that (laughs) ah i don't know where to start Oh man, Tom I can, Brady! I can laugh. <laughs> I can laugh too. That greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. I mean, there's no question about that. Well, let's greatest just say it's comeback. the greatest Super Bowl in history. Let's not. Let's not I wouldn't say the greatest Super say, Bowl in whoa, history because there have been some great whoa. games yeah. that Super this Bowl game 10, was kind of boring in a sense where Atlanta got out to that big lead and for a while yeah. it just was quiet and then. It didn't really liven up till end of the third quarter when the Patriots start to make their run. The first Super Bowl to go into overtime. Well, that's true. Like that, that's right? True. That's that. That's to me what made it the best Super Bowl. For a long time, I've been thinking, "Oh, when is the Super Bowl going to go to overtime? When? Like when?" I've been watching so many Super Bowls. I remember sitting on couches and being like, "All right, I hope this game goes to overtime before the game even starts," and it finally did. And you know what? Tom Brady establishes himself as the best quarterback of all time. Everyone's just like, yeah, let's just give it to him. But, you know, five Super Bowls. He's got two league MVPs. He's got four Super Bowl MVPs. He's clearly the best quarterback to play in Super Bowls. So, in my opinion, this was the best Super Bowl. I think Atlanta kind of blew it. Uh, They didn't run the ball in the second half at all, really. I mean, they tried to – I was going to point that out. It's like – so – here, here's the key thing that, that you look at. You haven't scored for about 20-some-odd minutes. You've lost 20, what was it, 25 points, okay? You are you make a great, the uh, who's the wide receiver? He made a phenomenal Julio catch. Jones. Right. Julio Jones. This guy's been playing like crazy the whole game. He makes a fantastic catch at the 22-yard line, and now you run one time, lose a yard, and you don't run again. You're you're lined up for a field goal, dude. You you know you have just salvaged your game. Yeah, exactly. And you know they also got a holding call in there too. They shot themselves in the foot, basically. Yeah, and shot the, And and here's the other funny thing. So I think after the holding call and the sack, that put him back what at the 45, right? Approximately. Somewhere in there, yeah. So uh, my math tells me that's a 55-yard field goal. That's not exactly outside of the range of people. I believe the New York Giants beat Buffalo or something on like a 52-yard field goal. It's definitely not out of the range of possibilities, and they definitely should have tried that. But at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of things that you could have gone back for the Atlanta Falcons and wish you did better. I mean, in the first half, they were getting to Tom Brady. They were getting the edge rushers were going. I mean, the game kind of comes down to defensive line. If you don't have time to throw the ball – it's hard to win games. 
And Atlanta in the first half was doing an amazing job of getting to Tom Brady. I think they had multiple sacks. They had a whole bunch of, you know, hurry-ups right. and, like, knockdowns of Tom Brady. And the second half, it wasn't there. And well, they you made look, an adjustment. They made some sort of adjustment. But yeah. I think the offensive line play was kind of the key because uh, New England's offensive line came to play in the second half. Right. And then on the reverse end, Atlanta's offensive line just wasn't there, you know, and then they had that really costly sack at the end of the game where Matt Ryan fumbled it, giving them a chance to go from 15 to 8, which is, you know, that was huge. Yeah. And uh, and the two-point conversion that they ran, I thought that was a genius play by Bill Belichick where he fakes the, you know, snap over his head and goes straight in. Yeah, Yeah, that's been done. Well, certainly the greatest coach of all time. Well – I, I don't like to use greatest of anything, but definitely he is in the one pan- of the greatest of all time of uh, of yeah. greats. I mean, we've seen Joe Montana. I know, I uh, kind of an underrated uh, Terry Bradshaw, but he won four great Super Bowls himself. You know, with, with <laughs> and he has stains on his shirt. Did you guys see yeah. that commercial? Oh, I thought no, that I was did, I, did, I did not. I didn't watch the game. I got in here to do a live band. Okay, here's what I knew of the game. I'm walking by to pick up my mail. I look in to the uh, to the restaurant, the little restaurant over by Albertsons, and I look in and I see Brady looking like he's ready to throw down his helmet. So I know that he's just been picked off. So that must have been the 82-yard pickoff, mm-hmm. and that. And I think, oh boy, he's 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 really angry about something. And and then I got in here and I see the game is at 28-28. And the weird thing is the NFL uh, website saying like. Um, says like Atlanta's got the ball like on the 22 uh, if I'm reading this right to the Patriots and I'm thinking well you know they, they've got the game you know they're gonna win this this is done you know you can't you can't mess this up I keep clicking and clicking and clicking to refresh it and the next thing I know it's like it's it's an overtime so I, I had to pick up the LA Times so here's an interesting fact that may have factored into a little bit of overconfidence coming into into the Atlanta Falcons, okay? The fact is that the Patriots held the ball eight minutes longer, almost nine minutes longer in the first half, out outperformed them offensively and came away with only three points. And the Falcons only scored 14 plus the interception, which gives you 21. So you got to be thinking, I, I think I mentioned to you guys when before you left and i definitely mentioned it to kenny when he came in i you know i think matt you said you know the patriots are known both of you kevin and matt you said the patriots are known for shutting down one dimension of a team and then seeing that the other dimension can can pick up the slack and i was thinking you know shut down the running game and make them throw because it's you know throwing's got to be precise and hats off to the falcons because you know, their wide receivers didn't make those catches, and they made some catches. I mean, you know, the game would have been, wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have had that lead because they were not running the ball, evidently, for for whatever reason. Basically, what this was, this is like a like a heavyweight fight. You're going up against, you know, this four time champ before Sunday, oh, and Atlanta just couldn't deliver that knockout blow. You had him up against the ropes. You had him against the ropes, and he just couldn't deliver the knockout blow. That's what happened. I think it was terrible game management at the end. You know, yes, it was really bad. I mean, on the offensive end, you got to run the ball. I mean, 
keep the ball in your hand. It was Don't two turn big over the plays ball. that put him in the field goal range, literally, because they started on the ten yard line when the uh, kickoff guy uh, made a mistake. Probably should have let the ball roll in the end zone so they could start on the twenty five. So he starts on the ten. Two, right. A screenplay, and Devontae Freeman takes up to midfield. Then that nice catch by Julio Jones to get him in field goal range with 4.22 left in the game. Now you got to think, okay, we definitely want to get the three points. Let's run the ball up the middle. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start chewing up some clock. Let's not right. uh, snap the ball to about five seconds you know, yeah, on the clock. Exactly. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that, that's, that's where I agree with you per, on that. Per, that's 30 yeah. seconds per play, right? You that's know, let's not, let's not forget about Julian Edelman's catch. I mean, that was unbelievable the he way that he had his was, David Tyree oh, moments. Had, which is a better <laughs> Vindicated. moment? Vindicated. For you, which is the better moment? David Tyree's catch off the helmet where he comes over the grab, goes down to the ground, oh, or cool too, right? that Julian Edelman, he just comes, his hands come out of nowhere. It's like yeah. the ball to didn't me, even, like, drop both, to the They're ground. both extraordinary catches. Yeah. They're just very different, but amazing same catches. Same, kind of Sa- same scenario. Yeah. Unbelievable focus, staying with it. I mean, that's... That's called practicing that old uh, the tip drill, you know, like in basketball, and that only applying it to football. They're, they were he was all over that. That that was yeah. I I, uh, I did a couple of screenshots of that YouTube uh, video, and that unbelievable. And here, speaking of that play, so you know your your timeouts are valuable. Don't give a timeout to the offensive team to challenge a call. That isn't going to make any difference. If they if they tie the score, okay, you just threw away a timeout, and you know that timeout could have been valuable to Atlanta, especially say you know you want to have a timeout to go for that 55 yard field goal. Now that you've made two daffy calls of not running the ball and running down the clock, you know, so it's like why why challenge a call? Okay, fine. Worst case scenario, they tie the game. We've got an extra timeout in our hand. We may need that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah it's yeah. all true. And, you know, in hindsight, I think they, they thought about this too as well. And, you know, you can't change the past. You can only stay right. in the now. And and you know what? The Atlanta Falcons are going to be back. Like, I have no doubt about it. They, they're a really good football team. They're young defense. They've got really good weapons on offense. They'll, they'll be back. I mean, they're a great football team. And let, But let's just not forget that Tom Brady – Threw for 466 yards, more than any yeah. other quarterback in Super Bowl history. So, uh, an unbelievable job. And I think they had an ulterior motive. They were definitely like wanted to get back at Goodell. Like that was the big thing for them. Was you know we're gonna we're gonna stick it to Goodell. You no, know, I, I, yes, yes and no. But you think about it. Once you win this Super Bowl, it's more or less. Tom Brady just has that burning desire to win games. He just has that fire, that competitiveness. That's what I see in him. That's what makes him so different than a lot of the quarterbacks in the league. Not to say that they're not very competitive, but he has that burning fire like a Kobe Bryant has or, you know, Michael Jordan had. Exactly. Joe Montana had. That's why you say, you know, they're in that pantheon of great, you know, athletes. But Here's another thing. Okay, Atlanta isn't going to be back next year. Atlanta's going to go nine and seven. Wow! And, and, and I'm and and you can quote and that's my prediction. Uh, here's why. Here's a, no, no. Here's why. Okay, number one, they got to get rid of that head coach. They got the quarterback. No, and here's the reason why. There's two problems. That's not going to happen. I like no, him. I, I like him. Listen, listen up. There are two problems going on here. Okay, and this is pervasive in, in the NFL. Once they came in with radios, okay. Many teams have adopted a very top-down, call-playing, structured 
don't you know go out there quarterback be a little robot and do and do what i tell you do as i say and don't ask questions and this is a problem that affects mediocre teams that's why half the reason teams are mediocre is because they they just scared the bejeebers out of anybody to question a call you need audibles you need to be thinking out there you, you know they they say it like in basketball you know you need that team captain you need somebody out on the floor that can you know the point guards the the, the you know the superstars of the team you need you need to be aware and they need you know and you need to empower them and say you know what i am only a coach i am not god i am not all-knowing and you know if i give you a play call and you just think like i don't know coach has kind of gone daffy on us here no, I don't think I want to do that. And, you know, you make the next change and you, and you change it up. So that – Well, here's the thing about it is the guy that was running the offense is now the head coach for the 49ers. Yeah. So yeah, they, they got – it's like what you said. I don't want to get rid of Dan Quinn. Their head coach is great. He, that guy is unbelievable. Well, Dan, he brings Dan's in – in charge of – of, of everything, yeah. yeah. And he brings in, you know, people from the military to have them work out and establishes this brotherhood. And it's, it's, it's a great system that he has in place. And that I have no like I have no doubts about them, but I mean to your point, if they finish nine and seven, they'll probably make the wild card, so they will make the yeah, playoffs. They so might. They might. They might. But I mean, I like, if you're, so. you're saying they'll and finish nine other, and seven, but I get what you're thing. saying. This this loss well, is going to sting. Yeah, it's going it, to sting. And I think it's good. And a lot of teams have have encountered that. The other thing is, their their quarterback, he's good, but but he ain't yet at that at that level, and it and it's shown. The thing is, they took away, and I'm not blaming the quarterback, they took away a dimension from him. They didn't even try. It looks like they didn't even try to run the stupid ball in the second half. That was just poor play calling. Yeah, there. it was poor you know, play you, calling you, over anything. You, you think, you know, how many times have you seen somebody run, hit hit the front, lose a yard, come back, run another play, and get 15 yards? I mean, it happens all the time. You know, you got you got to hammer on people. When you got you got two great running backs, you got an excellent. I mean, the guy's a very good quarterback. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. He knows what he's doing. And and even the fumble thing, I mean, you know, you can't blame him. I mean, that 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 happens to everybody. You get blindsided, or you, or you know, you get a rush. So I'm not blaming the quarterback for fumbling. Every quarterback fumbles. You got you know, you're gonna get knocked down. So the guy is good. He's probably gonna be very good to excellent. And and you take away two running backs from him, and it's like. Why aren't we running the ball a little bit? Mix it up to open it up again. To be fair, one of their running backs, Tevin Coleman, got hurt. Um, mm -hmm. But you you still have one really good running back in Freeman, so you got to give him the ball. Um, and the and backup just, guy can't be all that. He can't he, be. He is behind. actually he is really good. They yeah. both, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I think both of them rush for over a thousand yards this season. Which is, you know, we haven't had too many teams that have had two 1,000-yard rushers. But also, Never. New England was was certainly blitzing a lot more, yeah. and they knew it was coming. So when Julio Jones made that, that phenomenal catch, you know, one of the great plays probably could have ran. I mean, it's easy to say this now because we're not in the moment, but right. like a fullback yeah. dive, mm -hmm. get a couple more right. yards. Yeah. You know, who knows? It could could, could rip off a five-yard run. Could, I mean, that would have yeah. been huge. Well, yeah, and, and the and thing is they're Eat the they're clock up to get it to where it forced yeah. New England to use the rest right. of their timeouts. right put them in a situation now they're, they're forced to be in a two-minute offense but still the way brady was was throwing that ball you know yeah. they would have forced them to get a touchdown two-point conversion try another onside kick, kick which they failed earlier right 
and to get the tying field goal. Right. That would just would have made it the uphill battle just a little bit more difficult. I think that, you know, everyone wins in the Super Bowl. Everyone wins because A, you get to eat all this junk food and everything, and you get to see the game go in the overtime. And it's not a blowout like most years. Right, right. So it's, it's to me that's like you know that's a plus because no, like the Matt, year before that it was it was boring Super Bowl. And I do I do agree with you in a sense. It's it's certainly one of the top three Super Bowls. Certainly the best. So, great, it's the greatest comeback ever. I know it's the first. What are the other game. two for you? For me, definitely the greatest upset was the the New York Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots back in 07. I mean, By that was a tight points. game all the way through. The thing is, you're sitting on the edge of your seat the entire game. This game, I didn't get that. It's like it was lopsided. It was like one team had its run, and then it didn't really start getting so really that's, exciting. that's one. Then what's two? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals against the ah, in get out of That was a great Super Bowl, oh even though gosh. my team lost. But, I mean, it was it was tense. you got to understand. I understand that. But finish, I wasn't alive for that. Yeah. On the edge of your seat the entire game. For that. That's I what I mean about the that. elite game. It's just it's constant. It was great defensive battle all the way up to the very end. Then Joe Montana let him down for the touchdown, which broke my heart. Yeah, but it was, was still a great another, Super Bowl. That's what I mean by like some of the greatest games ever played when both teams are just perfectly matched and they're just going at it. Where this one, it was kind of Atlanta got out to that huge lead, and just it was boring for a while, especially part way through the third quarter. It was just a very boring Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, New England, you know, just fire. once they got that first, once they got the ball in the end zone, then momentum switched, and it became the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. So what a great and comeback. Your caller. But as far as like a great game played from start to finish where you're sitting on the edge of your seat every single second of the game, those games, you know, really stick out. Even the 2011 Super Bowl was, you know, pretty – Giants were in a lot of close games. The Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants came down to a missed field goal at the last second. But I'm talking – these teams were battling. Well, you know, here's the thing about it is like the Atlanta Falcons going into it who did you, we didn't know. Everyone was kind of, you know, up in there. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I think the Patriots. Oh, I think the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, you look at the Atlanta Falcons offense and you're like, wow, they're going to score points. We knew that going in. And we were like, what, how is the defense going to do? And in the first half, the defense was great. But as the game went on, they started to get more tired. And then you oh, allowed yes. Tom Brady. I think it's the greatest Super Bowl for one reason. It's because it's the first one that went into overtime. It was a tie game no, at the end. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's the first one that went to overtime. It's the first Tom Brady throws for more from yards. Just deficit. I, I get that. It's just when you when you actually, well, you weren't around in 1988. If you sat around, and watched man. that game, you would have just been like, your heart would have been racing the entire game. I mean, the halftime score was 6-3. to three. It was just a defensive battle. You know, you have two great quarterbacks, the MVP, Boomer Esiason versus Joe Montana. And then the second half, the only touchdown the Bengals end up getting was a was a kickoff return for a touchdown. Then it was just defense, defense, but it was exciting. And it just broke my heart when they came up short. But, um, no, still, I'm, I'm not knocking this Super Bowl. It's still the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And it's definitely one of the top three Super Bowls in my book. Maybe your number one Super Bowl. That's my number one, honestly. But, uh, I've but been, that's just, you know, it's the two different eras that we're from. So, I've been know. waiting for so long to have an <laughs> overtime in the Super Bowl just so I can, you know, have more stuff to watch and some more stuff to eat and more stuff to drink. You know, it's a, it's been a while for me to say, like, I have been entertained by the Super Bowl. Like, it's been I – I think the New England Patriots against the Seahawks, that was two years ago. And then before that, it was like – you got to go back to when the Patriots were playing in it again. Yeah, that was another really, really exciting Super Bowl. I think that was a great Super Bowl because they were just you know, trading punches. Where this mm-hmm. one, just one team got out to a big lead, 
and then got gas, mismanaged the clock a little bit, and then you give Tom Brady just an inch, and he took advantage of it. I speak, and uh, they'll be right back with you with Sports Matters on KUCI. Stick around. FM and Irvine.